What did your family do that you didn't realize was bizarre until later on in life? Okay, so my mom was a pretty crappy parent. She didn't really teach me a lot and I was left alone most of the time. Most of the things I learned were from my cousin because she paid her to watch me while she would go to work or be messed up somewhere. I don't know. Never took me to an amusement park or anything. It was all my cousin. Anyway, as a kid, I firmly believed in Santa Claus. And that was because my mom didn't buy me Jack as a kid. It was always my cousin getting me things and taking me places. And for Christmas, I would always get really good things. Like I would get a PS2, games I really wanted, a stereo, etc. 700 a month disability money because I'm disabled. Anyways, for those reasons, I firmly believed in Santa Claus. And I remember vividly kids in middle school telling me it was my mom and I 100% did not believe in them to the point I started crying about it. All the cool gifts were from Santa as well, by the way. All the gifts my mom would get me were socks, shirts, etc. My mom also reinforced that Santa was real. Hell, I believed in the tooth fairy for the same reason since I'd get five dollars for every tooth I lost. Fast forward to just recently-ish, I'm 26, and I find out all the gifts from Santa were from my cousin and her mom. They would give my mom gifts for me every year, and every year my mom would take off the name tag and replace them with Santa. I even remember her telling me how specifically my cousin and aunt didn't get me any Christmas gifts while growing up. I feel like she felt inferior or something because my cousin cared more about me and got me expensive gifts. When I grew out of the Santa thing, I actually believed my mom got me all those gifts and was using my disability money for them. Cause like, every year I'd get a ton of good stuff. It now makes a lot more sense. My cousin always knew what stuff I liked cause we liked the same things. I even remember the year I got a GameCube and how whenever I'd go to her house I'd want to play her GameCube to play Harvest Moon. And that Christmas, what game did I get with my GameCube? Harvest Moon. I never told my mom I wanted Harvest Moon, it was only my cousin that knew, so I fervently believed it was Santa that knew I wanted it through magic or whatever. Really bad that my mom did that to my cousin and her mom, but this isn't even the worst thing she'd done. I could write a book about how terrible a person she is. So, I wouldn't have said the mom was that bad until they mentioned that they were actively hiding the cousin and aunt were buying them gifts. That bit was like, ooh, okay, maybe she is that bad. Because not buying luxury items isn't a terrible thing. That's what it is. It's a luxury. It's not a basic necessity or anything like that. Because basic necessities, when you get older, you realize that's what matters. When you're a kid, you're all about the PlayStation 2. When you're an adult, you're like, ah, yes, socks and underwear for Christmas. Ooh. Maybe more context is needed, but yeah, it does sound like they kind of sucked. To keep me from watching too much TV, my dad told me that we had a one hour limit on our TV viewing. As in, we paid for one hour of TV per day and any more than that we would be charged extra for. Like AOL back in the day. When I started going to friends' houses where the TV was always on, I got a bit suspicious, but I just figured they had more money than we did. Eventually, after watching TV for hours and hours with one friend, I asked her how much TV they paid for, and she just looked at me like I was nuts. So I guess lying to your kids because it's easier than getting into a fight over a rule you want to enforce is the bizarre thing my family did. I'm of two minds on this one. One, obviously it's not good to lie to your children. 
too. I don't blame them if they wanted them to get away from the TV and go out and be active and stuff, because a prevalent issue nowadays is people having too much screen time. Like, I see some parents out and about, they hand their babies mobile phones and stuff. It's like, what the hell? I understand they've got, like, learning programs on there or things specifically for them, but I just don't think it's very good for their development. I don't think kids should be raised on technology. I only got a phone. Granted, I got a phone in, like, 2006. I got a little flip Nokia. It was a basic phone, had nothing else. That's all I used it for. But now I just feel like phones and tablets and stuff, when they just hand it off to their kids, it just feels like they're trying to distract them and, and not engage with them or teach them anything themselves. You're supposed to be there for them. You're supposed to engage with your kids, for God's sake. Anyway, that's that's just a little rant I've got, I guess. Having no shame being nude. At least in America, that's weird. Granted, my father was not wandering the house nude as he has all daughters, but my mother? Zero crops given. My sister, mom, and I just have no shame. I'm eating breakfast. Mom wanders into the kitchen naked to do her neti pot thing. I'm trying to take a bath. Here's mom or sissy trying to have a conversation. Walk into mom's bathroom. Literally every door leading there wide open. Mom taking a bath. Stopping to have a chat. Same with my sister. I've had so many damn bathtub conversations with my sister and mom. Also, my mom's total nonchalance about being naked around my best girlfriend. No, they weren't uncomfortable. She asked or warned them. She just wanders around naked sometimes. So now I'm just always naked in my own home. Blinds open or not, I literally just don't even notice. Being nude is just my inherent natural state. I mean, TMI, but... If absolutely no one is around and whatnot, yeah, it's pretty nice to walk around in the nude, but, like, when there's company about, it's like, well, it's a bit weird, yeah, like, that's that's my standard, you know, I'm not gonna enforce my standard on people, but, you know, kind of weird. Yeah, my boyfriend found this super weird and gets upset that I don't close the bathroom door all the way. He had four cats and my parents had four daughters with one bathroom. Privacy while you pooped was just not happening. I'm almost 30 and still find myself wandering into the bathroom while my mom's doing her thing when I visit to chat. It's just our normal. Also, my dad never wore pants when he was home. Tidy whities and a shirt is how most of my friends met him. I remember one of my sisters pleading with him to put on pants because her boyfriend was coming over and he was just like, I pay the mortgage. I don't have to wear pants, which has become my life creed. You heard the man, love. He pays the mortgage. Now, I agree, though. When company is coming around, just put some freaking trousers on. Here's the thing. Here's the rule. Shirtless. All right. Pantsless. Nah, nah. That's a no-go. Not when company's about. When I was younger, my whole extended family, except the ones in Germany, would share a farm together and go there on the weekends. We would spend the whole day weeding, raking, other chores, and goofing off outside. And at night, we would eat only potatoes and gravy, and the men would drink beer. After that, all of us kids would go into the living room and watch VHS tapes of adult movies that were probably too inappropriate for us to be watching at that age. We would do this till 11 while the adults talked and played games, and then we would all go home as my grandmother and grandfather were the only people who lived there permanently. That farm has been in the family for a long time. That sounds like a damn good time, a hootenanny even. I, I'd love to go to a farm and, like, you know, get drunk with my relatives, talk, play games, uh, drink beer. I mean, maybe not beer, I'm more of a cocktails guy and all that. Or uh, watch inappropriate movies and stuff. Like, I, I don't know if he meant, like, you know, adult movies or he meant more, like, just inappropriate films for kids, like Final Destination or as I would be watching when I was, like, I don't know, 10 years old from dusk till dawn. That's a a great film. I freaking love that movie. 
My mom would let me and my brother run around naked for about 10 minutes before I bath, around ages two to three. So we wouldn't want to take our clothes off in front of company, because she wrote that some titles do that, but creating a time to be naked stopped it, I guess, and she didn't want to risk it or something. And she also would give us our popsicles in the bath or shower until we were about four so she could just hose us down and we didn't get everything sticky while eating. I, I don't actually blame her. Lollipops, anything like a popsicle or a lollipop, you gotta be careful with kids. I know until the age of like five or six, I think, I could not be trusted with a lollipop. I would get sticky. I'd be holding it arm's length and then next thing I know, what the hell's going on with my hair? Why is my hair sticky? I didn't put it anywhere near my head. My hair's all sticky and my mom and my brother would be all, get your rollers out Edna, because I had long, gorgeous blonde locks and they'd get all curled up and sticky and horrible. I'd hate it. I'd cry even. When we watched movies, we would discuss what was happening, what we thought of the characters, or just random things that we thought of during the movie. When I would watch movies at my friend's house, they found this very annoying, and I didn't realize people just sat in complete silence for two hours. I have since broken the habit, mostly, but when I meet up with my family, it's the same as it used to be. I also do this with very specific people that are down for it. I have a friend who I watch a movie and some, like a bunch of anime with on weekends and stuff. When we have the time, we get together, we just watch random stuff. We've been watching like Back to the Future. We recently watched Homeward Bound, which was a lot less sad than I thought it was going to be. He wanted to make me cry. And we, you know, we just comment on things, make jokes every now and then. Like, you know, it's just a thing that we do. Otherwise, though, I am perfectly fine to sit in complete silence while watching a film. Cult stuff. I didn't know it was a cult until I became an adult, grew up in a Christian group. They had their own church and school. I wasn't allowed to talk to people from outside both church and school my whole childhood. Even neighbors I got in trouble for. This is the kind that teaches you homosexuality is evil, Pope is evil, Obama is evil, Trump is evil. Hell, I got a detention for using female hair products because it was gay and that was 2011 in Canada. It was crappy, I guess, but the time I tried to self-delete with a bottle of whiskey, my parents' response was to ground me for life because I went and partied. I told them why I did it. They sent an elder from the church to talk to me and the grounding remained. They had their own business too, so at 16 you'd work and get paid normally for the church folk. Being an adult I left, but I had no clue just how sheltered it is and how crazy sheltered I was as a kid. 20 is when I got away and it was like this magical adventure world where nothing was like it was supposed to be. That sounds like utter hell, and although this was about Christianity specifically, I want people to remember no matter what part of the political or religious spectrum you are on and what you believe in, if you are too dedicated to a specific ideology in which you put it before the people around you, the people that care and love you, you're going to taint, corrupt, and hurt those around you, and probably just ruin any impression that people have of you and what you believe in, and that goes for everyone. Not brushing teeth. We were never taught to actually make a habit out of brushing our teeth growing up. Our parents didn't either. We used to get shown those fun educational videos in school when we were kids. The ones with the big cartoon toothbrush who tells you how to brush your teeth. But I never actually took them seriously. I thought toothbrushing was just something people on TV did. Not an actual real thing until my first sleepover with a friend around 5th or 6th grade. We were getting ready to go to sleep and I looked at her like she was crazy because she was actually brushing her teeth. And she looked at me like I was crazy because I wasn't brushing 
brushing my teeth. I didn't have many sleepovers as a kid, so I just put it down to sleepover weirdness and carried on not brushing my teeth until I started getting tooth pains in my late teens. Went to the dentist. He asked when the last time I brushed was, and I swear he nearly fainted when I answered. Safe to say I brush my teeth now, but a less gross one, maths. When my siblings and I were little, our mother used to make up maths worksheets for us to do. She'd sit down and handwrite a bunch of simple, real simple, we were kids, maths questions down. Give us a sheet each and just let us work through them. It wasn't forced or anything, though. We never had to do it, but we wanted to. It was like a game to us. We'd ask her to do it for us. I didn't realize that not everyone's mother would do that or read to them each night before bed. Even my first teacher commented on how much further along my reading was than the other kids when I first started school. I thought this stuff was standard until I started talking to other kids about it and realized nobody else in my class did it. Save for the disregard for oral hygiene, which by the way, kids, seriously, brush your teeth every day. Make sure your mouth is clean and healthy. It is important. You can get sick. And I think in some cases you can even die if your mouth is like really badly kept. But that's the extreme. And on the other hand, though, these parents are clearly engaged in wanting to teach their kids stuff. I mean, that's a problem that I've talked about before, I think. A lot of parents just aren't engaging with their kids and actively trying to teach them stuff. I have a close personal friend who was a primary school teacher for a while. And she told me about a couple kids who didn't have, like, major learning difficulties or anything. Just didn't know how to wipe their butts because their parents just didn't bother to teach them how. Neglect is a form of abuse, people. When I was a kid, we opened all of our Christmas presents after dinner on Christmas. All of my friends open them on Christmas morning or sometimes even Christmas Eve. But we're ready with all of the family, including grandparents and aunts and uncles and the whole damn fam. Dinner was eaten, dishes were done, drinks were served, and we all sat together for several hours and opened Christmas presents. I don't do that with my own family now, but I do kind of miss the tradition. I freaking love Christmas. Christmas freaking rocks. I'm not like fanatical about it, but I like it. I love the atmosphere, the snow, the goodwill, and cartoon Christmas specials back in the day absolutely rocked. My mother is a member of the Slavic pagan cult. In my childhood, there was nothing strange for me in bloody sacrifices for different gods. It was a bit of a holiday for me. In the courtyard, we had an altar where mother often performed rituals. However, in the end, my father could not stand this pizdiets and broke up with her. But now I can easily write fantasy books on the knowledge that I received in my childhood. I even tried in Russian. I am from Russia, but I am not very good at composing stories. And no, it had no effect on my mind. Unless I'm not so worried because of blood, death, etc. I am not cruel. I have quite normal relations with people around me. Now I am 22 and I am IT student, and of course I am not pagan. By itself, the sacrifices were hens, pigs, and other livestock animals. Most often they were not for the fire god, so most often this event ended in a feast. I actually once went on a date with a woman who claimed to be a practicing pagan. I mean, paganism itself is a umbrella term for a few different things that have either been discarded or forgotten, and people don't really talk about that much openly, but... Uh, 
I don't know, the whole concept seems kind of cool to me. All different gods respecting nature and all that. I don't know if it's bizarre, but my parents had arguments in front of us when we were kids. Not knock-down, drag-out fight sort of thing, but they disagree and hash it out verbally, sometimes loudly. Now that I'm married and have grown-up friends and such, almost my entire social circle never saw their parents argue or fight. I'll be honest, I have witnessed some awful arguments and fights between my parents, but I do know someone whose parents literally never argued in front of them, and uh, they are simultaneously the least confrontational but also most dangerous person I know because they literally study the way of the blade. They do Bushido stuff. The man can roll into a stance while holding a samurai sword and slash that thing out smooth as butter. I have held his katanas. They are authentic and sharp and I also had the honor of attending his daughter's christening very recently. Confrontation is an inevitable thing, people. You should be prepared for it in all manners, whether it just be an argument or whether it be someone actually trying to cause real physical harm to you. (laughs) Because some people just freak out over the most mundane things, and you know what? Maybe that's part of the reason why. Your parents didn't argue enough in front of you. It's a regular thing that happens. Arguments can sometimes be the way that you can solve problems. I had a less than traditional upbringing due to my two juvenile delinquent older sisters. But despite all of that, my family has always been very full of love. Every goodbye or goodnight was always accompanied by, I love you. It wasn't until I started dating my now husband that I realized not all families do this. He'd get off the phone with his mom and just say, bye, and I'd be shocked at the rudeness of it. He's adopted the habit with me now because I've never stopped. I've always felt loved by my parents no matter what was going on because of the constant effort to remind ourselves that we love one another. Solidarity, sister. I literally do the same thing with my family and even my very close friends. Uh, I believe that anything can happen. I could be snatched from this existence at any point for any reason. So I let those around me who I truly, deeply care about know that I love them. Even if it might be a bit embarrassing for them when I say it to them in public. I just realized today, probably not that strange, but my family would go to the movie theater when we knew it was going to be a rainy or stormy day. We would go see a movie and then look at the weather, and if it was still bad outside, we would just hop into another movie. I never knew it was wrong or anything. I was like, sweet, we get to watch more movies. Never got caught, as I remember, but I'd never be bold enough to do it now. Sneaking into a film isn't the worst thing I can think of, but I have never done it, and I don't intend to because I have a lot more respect for my local establishments because the fact of the matter is people if these places don't make money then they just disappear and then suddenly oh you live in a food desert or oh there's nothing to do and then a big shadowy corporation buy up the property for a cheap price and then build houses they own the houses price up those houses and people can't actually afford to buy them and then they're renting those places forever men were considered inferior and violent We weren't allowed anything resembling a weapon, including army men. Weren't allowed violent toys, no sugar, very rarely allowed time with friends. Most mornings I'd wake up to find I was grounded for one reason or another, along with my brother. And we were locked in the room all day. Food and water twice a day, bathroom at the same time. No blinds or curtains, no beds. We were allowed a mattress. If we were allowed outside, it was to do chores. Usually the more physical ones, like weeding or picking up rocks. I still have panic attacks if I feel trapped. When I stayed in the hospital overnight last year, they were kind enough to help me walk around so I wouldn't stress out. But it was a bloody awful experience. 
Anyway, I assumed all families were absolutely horrible and this was pretty normal until I actually spoke to people about it. My grandmother raised me and I keep this light orb thing I made of her ashes as a nightlight to remind myself that even the worst pieces of crap can be useful. I defer back to my comment earlier about how extreme ideologies can really corrupt, taint and harm people around you. But always remember that you have the opportunity to be better than the people that hurt you. Happy one. My parents combined their last names without a hyphen, so we have a unique name. It took me a while to realize other people existed with my friends' same first and last names. It really weirded me out. Mildly happy one. I was raised not to argue with my siblings, and it was forbidden not to get along. So we got along. Not as happy. I thought everyone's parents would just take random bins of their precious things, including clothes, pajamas, toys, books, etc., and put them in the basement and never give them back even when they said they would. Very unhappy. I thought everyone's parents would scream at them if they ever asked why they were doing something or ever said anything the parent didn't 100% agree with. Maybe everyone does do this, though. Well, that certainly went from happy to sad to me lamenting that some people just should not be parents. Obviously, this person's parental figure lacked any and all emotional maturity where they couldn't even handle their child disagreeing with them. I grew up in a Christian subculture known as Mennonite. A lot of the ways I was raised would be considered bizarre. No TV, no internet until I was in sixth grade at least. No going to the movies, bowling alleys, or skating rinks. I wasn't allowed to wear shorts. And no other worldly styles such as Christian rock, rap, etc. My mom wears long skirts and a covering on her head and is often mistaken for either a Catholic nun or Amish. We had a whole laundry list of do's and don'ts. At the time, it didn't seem bizarre because that's all I knew. Of course, I knew others were different, but that was of little consequence to me. That said, I value my upbringing. I was raised with a strong work ethic and a fantastic moral foundation, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. I like that this guy takes the bad with the good. He doesn't directly deride the Mennonite thing or even say that he doesn't live by it anymore is kind of up in the air, he doesn't say. But I think that this kind of calls back to the guy who doesn't brush his teeth, but yet his parents still taught him maths and English and stuff where they're clearly engaged with him uh, on a level where it's like, yeah, those parents are good people and yet they have a blind spot. They just didn't care about oral hygiene. But it doesn't mean they don't love them or anything like that. I mean, kids, here's the thing. You're never going to have all the answers in the future. There's always going to be a blind spot or you're going to mess up or something and that's the way parents are. It's it's just a fact. My mom raised me on her own. I remember realizing that, wow, my mom doesn't actually know what she's doing. She's just doing her best. And I've turned out okay. When my little brothers were babies and they needed to poop, my mother would pick them up, plop them on her lap, and hold them over the trash can in the kitchen. So she'd just be sitting on a chair with the trash can in front of her, letting their turds plop out their butts in full view of us. It's a lot easier than cleaning a dirty diaper later. The weird part is doing this even when I had friends over. They don't come over anymore. Maybe it's because you sound like a little gremlin man. Uh, no, it kind of gross, but I understand the logic. I just, you know, learned to rap a nappy, though. There's a road tunnel about 20 minutes from where we grew up. It's about 2,000 yards long, and when we drove through it, we all had to hold our breath. No other tunnels, just that one. I thought everyone did it and was surprised when I found out they didn't. Also, if you bring someone a present from your holiday, it's referred to as a rabbit. Again, I was surprised that it's just our family that does that. This isn't a family thing, but when I was a kid, I used to hold my breath whenever I saw, like, a character in a cartoon or a video game underwater and try to hold it for as long as they're underwater, because my logic was, if I can hold 
up my breath for as long as they can underwater when I'm in this situation, I'll be fine because I've been practicing. No, it doesn't work like that. Really doesn't work like that. I remember doing it while watching uh, the Tarzan cartoon. I think it was the episode where Clayton's sister comes and uh, wants revenge for her dead brother. 